it's time to let race 1000 bygones be Azerbaijans as we gear up for the race in Baku, the Azerjan, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. That's a lot of uh, goofy punnage, so I'm tripping over my tongue here, but let's get it. Welcome to Purple Sector. It's going to be a solo drive for Helmut here. Helmut speaking in the third person. Rye Guy is unavailable to record this week, but he will be back to do our grand recap of Azerbaijan, the Baku race, which will be a lovely palate cleanser from the boredom that was China. And <laughs> as I record this, uh, the first two practice sessions are in the books, kind of. And I say kind of because there were more fireworks, almost literal fireworks, with uh, manhole covers flying all over the place, wrecking the already wrecked Williams team. So I think it's time to uh, just get into what's going on, the sort of the hot items, hot news that's going on over in Azerbaijan in Baku. Oh yeah, new sting. So, we got some hot bodywork news. Mercedes has resurrected its serrated rear, rear wing design for this weekend's Azerbaijan Grand Prix, bringing back an idea that it last raced with in 2016. So, on the trailing edge of the rear wing, there's some tiny serrations, some little jaws, some jagged edges over there. And uh, so basically, it was a concept that Mercedes experimented with in 2015, then developed it further for 2016. And uh, it's it's pretty wild. It, it does all sorts of stuff, makes the wing work harder and better with the airflow, better with the DRS open, better with the DRS closed. Um, basically re-energizes the airflow around these teeth that they have on the rear wing that are right below the part that opens with the DRS. We actually, it reminded us of, uh, Jaws the shark or Jaws from James Bond when he had those money metal teeth. So we actually posted a who wore it better on our Instagram. So go over and pound that one. And let us know in the comments who, who you think wore it better, the uh, serrated rear, rear wing of the Mercedes or Jaws from James Bond. So go over there at Purple Sector Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and we posted that picture on our Instagram. So go ahead and follow us and interact with the boys over there at Purple Sector Pod. 
Um, but yeah, that's the the hot bodywork news right now. But there are a lot of upgrades. Everyone's bringing a bunch of upgrades to Baku, so it should make for an exciting race. And it already, based on these first two practice sessions, it's going to be a wild one. Let's get right into that first session that actually lasted uh, only a little bit over 10 minutes. So the first F1 practice session for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix was curtailed after just over 10 minutes following a track surface incident involving George Russell's Williams car. Actually, there was footage um, that F1 put on their gram, a little video where they zoomed in of Leclerc going over the same manhole cover, and you could see at that time it was loose because he almost pulled it up with his tires. And then later, uh, the Briton, George Russell's Williams, ran over a loose manhole cover on the run down to turn three. So his quotes, he said, I just hit it and got the biggest smack through my body. Um, <laughs> so apparently, I have another article here. He experienced an impact of four Gs from that manhole cover ripping up on, into the underbelly of his car, sending shrapnel everywhere. Um, so it didn't stop there either. Um, now the circuit inspectors have to go out and check. I think it's about 360 manhole covers around the track surface that should have been bolted down. So now they're constantly having to recheck those after that incident. So it didn't end there. Like I mentioned for the Williams the crane that was that had extradited the car then made contact with the bridge and the crane was damaged, spilling liquid all over the F1 Williams car that was on the flatbed. So they demolished the car, a lot of the bodywork at the underbelly, some of the components were damaged and had to be replaced. And it's basically just a big disaster in FP1. Um Here's some more quotes from Georgie Russell. Surprisingly, it didn't hurt. It set the fire extinguisher off, and as that was so cold, I thought I was almost burning, so I got out of the car as quick as I could. Because, yeah, when you think about it, when you experience extreme hot or extreme cold, it almost feels like the opposite, you know? Like, extreme hot sometimes can feel extremely cold and vice versa. And like I mentioned, 4G's a vertical load. Um, and then he went on just, you know, expressing the shame that it was for the whole the whole lineup. It's a shame for all the guys. You've got your full programs, your plans for the weekend, and all gets thrown down the drain, literally, he said. So uh, George Russell's getting on, in on the puns with me as well. And he ended up losing both practice sessions because based on the rule, um, so he had to go to his spare FW42 Williams chassis, but under FIA regulations, if a driver makes a change, they can then not take part in another session on the same day. So he missed, you know, everybody basically missed the first practice session and then he missed the entire second session. And now they're having to piece together his spare chassis. Um, here are some of the quotes from Claire. She is not happy, Claire Williams. Uh, quote, I think that when you send a car out on a racetrack, you should have the understanding that your car is not going to be damaged by that racetrack in that way. I'm incredibly annoyed. Um, if you remember, too, in 2017, Romain Grosjean's Haas was damaged by a drain cover, and uh, the team actually successfully claimed compensation for the damage. So you know that Williams is going to be doing that, given that they're strapped for cash and just now getting all the spare parts they need. And then this goes and happens, and they blow up one of their cars, basically. Some more hot takes here and scathing words from another driver on the grid. 
Kimi Raikkonen says F1 was made to look like amateurs in Baku on Friday after the drain incident that jam- damaged George Russell's Williams. A lot of tongue twisters in these headlines and articles. Raikkonen saying, quote, we look like amateurs here today. It's up to the FIA to make sure that the track is like it's supposed to be. It seems to be that every year some drainage hole comes loose or something slides up. It obviously destroyed everybody's day. Also, for the people who came to watch here, it's far from ideal. It's not the first time, but hopefully it's the last time. Yeah, I mean, think about that. If you're stoked, you're going to watch a Grand Prix, and then manhole covers are flying all over the place, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, and Raphael are po- poking their uh, their green heads up through these manholes and just wrecking Williams. So it's just a big disaster over there right now, but it's gearing up for a mighty race by my estimation because when I get into what happened in FP2 was another clusterfuck as well. Um, so here's some more. They, the FIA basically came out and determined that a break on the underside mounting led to the drain cover coming loose and then wrecking George Russell's car. So the FIA then carried out checks on all 360 of the overdrain covers around the circuit to make sure that the mounts were holding true. But clearly the mount was on there and it broke. So this could very easily happen again during the race or another time. And that's, if they want safety, man, if you have manhole covers flying around, like I mentioned, Ninja Turtles popping up for pizza all over the track could spell for an epic disaster as well as a fun race, though, as long as no one gets hurt. Headline, Pierre Gasly. The hits keep on coming, people. You got Mantle Covers hitting Williams, and then Pierre Gasly gets hit with a a honey of a penalty here. Pierre Gasly will have to start the Azerbaijan Grand Prix from the pit lane after he failed to stop for a Weybridge check at the end of the second practice. So the Frenchman was returning to the pits after the uh, second practice session and was told over the radio to, quote, attack the pit lane entry before a planned practice stop. So they were basically going to practice, you know, a race uh, type stop and tire change. But in attacking the pit lane, Gasly failed to spot that his number had flashed up on the board, ordering him to stop for a mandatory weight check. And the stewards ended up reviewing the evidence. And based on the rules, he now has to start from the pit lane. So going to be tough now again for Gasly starting off on the back foot here trying to keep pace with his teammate Max Verstappen. And it mentions here, obviously, the Baku penalty adds to a frustrating start to the season for the young French boy. Uh, I don't even think he's a Frenchman. He has to earn that men at the end of French. So the French boy struggling to match the pace of his teammate Max Verstappen and going to struggle again <laughs> starting from the pit lane. So I wonder, I mean, obviously, they'll, they'll run in qualifying, but it uh, doesn't really matter. He's starting from the pit lane regardless. Uh, now we got to get into the circus that was FP2, free practice two. Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc topped the second F1 free practice session for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. So the second practice session was also not without some, some fun. Uh, basically, here's kind of where everyone lined up. Leclerc traded fastest times with his teammate Sebastian Vettel in the other Ferrari during their qualifying simulation runs with the soft Pirellis able to deliver three push laps. So the soft seem to be performing pretty well that you can get three laps in. Uh, Leclerc's best lap 
was a minute 42.872, which put him just over three-tenths, uh, three-and-a-quarter-tenths of a second ahead of his teammate Vettel and almost seven-tenths quicker than Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes. So, you know, it's tough to judge because I don't know that everyone was running on the softs and really pushing their qualifying pace, but this could be another another, <laughs> another uh, step back in time, and we might have sort of what we had in that second race of the year in uh, – where was the second? Now I'm drawing a blank. In Bahrain, I believe. Um, where the Ferraris had that big old gap ahead of the Mercedes, because right now it's almost seven-tenths of a second based on the second practice session. But the fun didn't – that wasn't the only fun, as I mentioned, a ton of good stuff. Um, As we mentioned, FP1 was abandoned after about 10 minutes when George Russell pummels the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drain cover. Then uh, FP2 was stopped after Lance Stroll crashed – um, Carlos Sainz then crashed and caused a nine-minute red flag with 26 minutes left in the uh, second practice session. And then Danny Rick, his whole second session ended prematurely because he ran out of tires allotted for that practice session. He flat-spotted <laughs> a set of softs with a major lockup. I think he might have had another flat spot, a second flat spot as well. So... And then there were a bunch of stories of different guys having to go into the runoff zones at different turns because they were pushing so hard to try and get some data in that second practice session since they didn't get a first one. And you got Kubica, who's never raced here before in F1 or in F2, and he's not getting many shots at testing the track out. So everything is lining up for absolute mayhem this weekend. Because you remember last year, um, I think it, maybe it was – I can't remember where exactly, so I'm not even going to try and guess. But I remember one of the races where, because of rain and different circumstances, they didn't get a lot of practice runs in, so they couldn't really run scenarios and get a lot of data. So it led for a, led to a great race. So I'm hoping that we'll get the same here in Baku now with limited practice sessions and a lot of drivers who haven't driven Baku before with all these youngsters and Kubica and all that. So – Seems like a recipe for a fun race, a lovely palate cleanser from what we had in China for race 1000. So 1001 sounds like it's going to get back on the right track. So I'm looking forward to to this race. We got qualifying early in the morning on the East Coast and the race also even earlier than on Sunday. So I'll be tuning in live. Eating my, uh, pouring my Lucky Charms, my Lucky Charms, and uh, getting that sugar high, sugar buzz going for this race because it should be a wild one. I'm going to need to be on edge, maybe drink eight cups of coffee, a couple bowls of Lucky Charms, and uh, I'll be juiced up, ready to rock for what should be a wild race in Baku. Thanks, guys. Just did a shorter version here without Ryan. I just wanted to hit on some of that news to uh, tease the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku, our Azerbaijan Grand Preview. So thanks for joining me here on the solo drive. It was a quick lap. I'm putting in a hot lap here on this episode this week, and Brian will be back on the horn with me next week so we can break down what I am calling, calling my shot here, will be an epic race to get back to the way F1 has been for the last couple years. So stoked for it. Make sure you guys in our fantasy league go, uh, tweak your lineups if you need to and get ready get stoked 
get fired up, rev those engines, because I'm, I'm ready for, for some action in Baku. So let's do it, people. Strap it on, get ready to rock, and we'll see you all on the track.